We got some breeze beats. We got some breeze beats. They're coming in hot, so ready or not for race bits. Mmm, bits. There, that's your your genius. Genius bar, man. Birdman. Zoom's getting, yeah, you're an innovator. I really am. Innovative, innovative, innovator. Always. Always. One shot. That's amazing. <laughs> Welcome to Braze Bits, everybody. This is episode 79 in the quarantine. <laughs> Feels like it. This is episode 21 overall. We, we had movies last week. One movie we did not talk about was the movie 21. Great movie. With Kevin Spacey and uh, some other guy. Fantastic movie. I like that movie. 21 also Kevin Garnett. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. 21 Iman Shumpert. Not quite a Hall of Famer either. Hall of Fame. In the, he could be in the Braze Bits Hall of Fame. He should be. I was a big Shump guy. still am. Yeah? Yeah. Shump, Shump Cocktail. Okay, I was gonna say like I was gonna do a Donald Trump, but I was like, I mean, he's better than yeah than that. So didn't want to didn't want to degrade him on Trumpard like that. Absolutely taking hard stances right away. Wow, this is getting pretty feisty. I love it. It's the quarantine pod. It brings the best out of us. It is. Yeah, uh, we got some big news uh, this week. It's Passover. Happy Pesach. Chag Sameach, as they say, that's the one you say. Chag Sameach. Are you? Uh, I was. I was thinking about it today. I'm a big, big Passover fan. I'm, I'm upset. I can't do a seder this year. I'm doing a virtual seder with my family. We're doing a virtual seder. We got Haggadahs. You're going all out. Yeah, we're going all out. We're gonna do a seder. I mean, I guess I'm not sure. It's it's kind of a d- disaster. Kate went to Trader Joe's today, actually, and there was some matzah. So we have matzah, but like we can't do. It's hard enough to find the stuff that you need in non-coronavirus time. So. Possible. Yeah, you gotta get a dead lamb. Yeah. I'm just doing a Pesach bit. So I'm, I'm gonna have to get a slaughtered lamb from Greenwich Village, <laughs> which is a, a bar. Bingo. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go steal the sign from there and then bring it into our. I'm gonna have to make a Seder plate. And Did you already have a Haggadah or do you have to order one? No, my mom got us. She like ordered one on Amazon and it, it came in the mail. That's hardcore. You should, you should live stream it. I don't. I don't I uh, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just being serious. Because then they'd be like, the whole conversation would be like, Lancey, have you thought of any new tours now that you have time to work on your tour business? Right. And have you written any new jokes? Right. I find that very funny. And that that'd be the whole. That's the whole theater. I would enjoy every moment of it. You would. It's stressful for me. I'm sure it is. I wonder if it's gonna be more stressful not being there in person, or if it'll be more stressful. Doing it like virtual. Well, it's going to be interesting. I think in all these virtual situations, there's a leader, and the leader has to kind of know what they're doing. True. Like, so I've had some I've had some work meetings where it's like the person in charge, like either the the Zoom thing doesn't work for them, and it's just like it's total chaos. Right. If it's if it falls apart at the top, it's, it's the whole meeting is terrible. Exactly. So whoever Moses is, Moses is, they're going to really have to step up and part the sea. <laughs> Moses Malone. Yeah. Moses Vaughn. Moses Moses Storm. It's a pretty good comedian. Have you ever heard of Moses Storm? I think I've heard of the name. Like a young comedian who's uh, more successful than us and probably younger. Right. Beautiful. That's classic Moses. That's classic comedy. Great <laughs> business growing up. How are you doing without stand-up? Are you missing it? Big time. I, I miss it a lot. Yeah. I miss it. I, I miss the rush. miss the uh, the drug of getting laughs, getting the high off getting laughs, having good sets. miss bombing. miss bad shows. It's weird. It's very weird. I've been doing, I'm trying to stay creative, but there's nothing like live stand-up. No, there's not. I feel like you don't miss it. Um, I would miss it. Joe Russell said this nicely. I don't miss it really because no one else can do it. Interesting. 
But the second, I mean, I went on a, a long walk the other day and I came up with like seven different bits that I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to redo. I feel like whenever standup starts again, I'm going to have to have a whole new act. Absolutely. Because my, my whole, my whole act now is like, um, it's like, don't you hate it when you have to see people? <laughs> and then, I, and then when we come back, I'm going to have to be like, I'm going to be like, doesn't it suck that we now have to see people? <laughs> That's funny. I feel like, every, like in New York or anywhere stand up, I feel like in the crowd, at least a few people are going to know somebody affected by Corona. If not everybody, it's going to know like one, somebody personally. Yeah. I mean, everyone's affected by it, but yeah. I didn't know you're saying someone who, who like died or, yeah. Right. I got a couple of, uh, Pesach bits. Well, not Pesach bits, just some, uh, I was trying to cast like the different characters. I got Jay Farrow playing the Pharaoh and, or, or Jay Farrow or Farrow Fawcett. Okay. And, uh, we got God Glass played by Todd Glass. I like Farrow Fawcett. Let's see what that is. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Oh, I, th- oh, I thought they were characters you were going to do. Oh, no, no. These are just characters... Is it, is, I mean, God Glass could be a character. I got Tommy Pickles as Pharaoh. Hold on to your diapies, babies. We're gonna cross the sea. That's strong. I gotta watch. I gotta rewatch some Rugrats. I, I've said this before, I think, on the pod, but the character of Stu Pickles is um, like a like a depressed dad. <laughs> I was probably the best cartoon, best Passover television show of all time. Yeah. You know, in the in the um, Passover one, where there's a whole he almost gets divorced over the pronunciation of bitter herb. Yeah, that's stupid. It's pronounced herb. <laughs> he says bitter herb, and then was I don't know if it's Didi or someone, and they're like, it's pronounced herb. <laughs> and he's like, bitter herb. I think I remember seeing that. Herb Williams. Herb Williams is a great. He's in the Knicks Hall of Fame. Yeah, classic. I remember when Jeff Van Gundy got fired and he was the coach. Yep. Remember he was the interim coach and he won a bunch of games and I was like, why would you have another coach? This is bananas. And then he became an assistant coach like the rest of his career. No one else gave him a shot. Classic Herb. Do you think he was bitter, Herb Williams? Wow, strong. That's that's the new contender for the for the title of the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be tough, tough to tough to top. Holy moly! We we really hero set the tone early. <laughs> wow, firing all cylinders. You have matzah. We got, so Kate found some matzah today. I was going to do a like we've been trying really not to even go. I mean, it's tough, right? I don't know what you're doing in terms of groceries, but we have a small apartment. We can't really store that much. But um, we're basically trying to go now. We're going to try to go like every third or fourth day and just load up on stuff as much as we can. Gotcha. So Kate actually went this morning to get a bunch of stuff. And it was a disaster, seemingly. It took two hours to get into Trader Joe's. Hard to get in. Yeah, it's like a club. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so when I get in, they're going to be like, well, you don't have any girls with you, so you can't come in. You can't get vegetables and frozen dinners. Yeah, but um, <laughs> we're, I'm going to go on, I think, Friday and try to get, I guess, Passover stuff. I don't even know what I'm – I like. You honestly, I, I, I think I just said this, but like usually it's a, like to find matzo ball mix. I remember one year I went to like seven places to try to find it because – there's no Jews in New York anymore or something. I don't know. They like don't the supermarkets are like don't even know what Passover is anymore. If you're I guess if you're on the Upper West Side or Upper East Side, they have everything, but anywhere else, yeah. it's like it's a desert. I would just get I wonder if Second Half Deli is, is still open. Yeah, but then it then it becomes spending a ton of money on Passover, and I'm not about that. True. As long as you have matzah, I'm, I'm going to get some matzah, make some matzah braai, matzah with butter. Matzo with anything. Matzo with braised bits. Yeah. Matzo is the essential. It is the essential, yeah, and we got it. So we got we got one box 
but it's like a fake off brand matzah. You know, you hate that. You don't want that. I'm a what are I'm a Streitz matzah guy. I don't know if you're Streitz or Manischewitz. Do you care? What's the, what's the first one you said? Streitz. Streitz. S T R E I T S. I think I'm a Streitz guy. So they are. It's really interesting. They act. They had a factory. Their factory was on the Lower East Side, like a few minutes from where I am. I, did you did you, had you did you ever go to it? It was like a field trip, a popular field trip place. No. Um, no. Hebrew school or regular school? A Hebrew school, I guess. I mean, I'm sure some regular schools went, but, you know, the, the Jews were more interested in the matzah factory, believe it or not. Yeah. It was this uh, five-story – they actually took three tenement buildings together, um, and it was a five-story factory. And it, they started in, like, the 20s when, the, you know, this, that's what factories were. But it basically just le- – like, it kept going when all the other factories after World War II kind of closed and they moved to the suburbs – where they could it's consistent it's a good bit. yeah and the, you know the neighborhood was was jewish so it was like it made but right. basically they stayed there for so long that they were losing money staying in the building because it was this crazy there's a documentary about it um it's i watched it on i like rented it from um it's on pbs i'm sure the monsumentary it's a monsumentary it's really interesting it's about the history of the factory and um and like about trying to kind of keep tradition alive in a place where nobody's religious anymore but they basically they sold the building a few years ago um for i think it was 30 million dollars and it's now a condo they knocked the factory down and they built a condo it's actually right by uh you know black hat yeah black hat les you know that big new condo that's like when you walk down rivington i think so no it's it's that that, that that's what it is and the, it's interesting in the in the design. It's like there's these like weird white kind of ridges, and apparently it's supposed to like represent matzah. It's kind of hilarious. And you know, it's like two million dollar apartments in there. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to live in a matzah building. I don't know. I feel like the walls might collapse on you. A bit brittle. Yeah, it's unleavened. My my Hebrew school went to uh, Washington D.C. for a trip, and we went like a week after the uh, D.C. sniper got caught that guy was huge that was real huge so kate has this thing she always like references serial killers and i never had heard of them like son of sam i never heard of this guy you heard of son of sam no i never heard of him and like no only sam morrill sam Darnold. sam Darnold, i know but i had never heard of him there's like a few other people i knew jeffrey jeffrey Dahmer. he was huge you ever the zodiac killer yeah i don't think i really knew about him who was that that's not the unibomber i know the unibomber from goodwill hunting you ever heard about jesse agner the comedian (laughs) yeah yeah he's a He's a serial killer. But anyway, so she always mentions like these like random serial killers. And I half the time I've never heard of them. But I'm always like, well, the DC sniper was huge. I remember that. He was huge. We, we, had, we were thinking about the cancel our Hebrew school trip because like, we weren't going to go down there with the sniper still out there. That guy was nuts. Unreal. There was, he was going for like three weeks, I feel like. Yeah. I remember being in like having like soccer practice and being like, I think that I think the sniper's going to get us. I don't I don't really want to. It's insane. That was wild. Two big things were DC Sniper and, and West Nile. West Nile. That was huge. West Nile's Bridges. Nice. That's that's a big one. Yeah. West Nile's West Nile's Turner. Nice. That's very good. Nile's Turner throwback. Good guy. That's for like five people, but great guy. Very good guy. Want to jump into some highlights? Let's jump into it. Oh, I do want to mention that um, Seidel, after being knocked in the last episode. Sure did. He was, he was criticized for being too dense yeah. in his description. He humbly said... Uh, I have to say, excellent criticism from Jesse's friend on the wordiness of my top nine. See, that's just, that's Seidel tipping the cat. I got to respect that by Seidel. 
taking his lumps and moving forward. Good for him. But but you know that's kind of like he's setting the stage for something devious. Exactly. He's like, oh look, we're all good. Seidel, we're 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 acknowledging that that we have humility, and then he's going to strike. We don't know what it's going to be. Seidel just checking on on the river. He's checking. He's like slow. You don't really know. It was a quick check. He could have. He could be bluffing. Could have something. He's, he's definitely got something. Yeah. I played poker for the first time at a bachelor party right before all this happened at, in the Florida Keys. And I was doing good. I was doing really well. There was eight people. I got third place. But I should have. It was when there's three left. I was up and I put someone all in and he got a flush. He had like a flush draw. And then he got two hearts back to back to get the flush and to beat me. Yeah, I was that's poker. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's why I hate this. Because I like, I was like into the, I was really into it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to really, um, really embrace my inner Daniel Negreanu. Yeah. I feel like you wouldn't be a big bluff guy. I feel like you're not really a big bluff, Bluffy the Vampire Slayer. Would you, would you bluff? So I had a few good, um, yeah, Bluffy, Bluffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good, uh, I can't. Wow, Bluffy the Vampire. That's real. That's real good. I don't think I could top that. I was sitting on that for a little while. Aub- Aubrey Bluff. That's that. <laughs> that's strong. Bluffalo chicken wings. Bluffalo chicken wings. Yeah, Mark Bluff. I, I sometimes I can be a, a Mark Bluffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Bluffalo is good. Real good. I want to do some highlights. Highlight magazine. Yeah, I got a highlight that has to deal with you and. um your wife. Wow. One of the highlights from my week, I used your wedding gifts, which I was not invited to your wedding, but I used the- You were actually, you were actually at some point on a, an invite list and then you didn't make it. This, this walks right into my kind of a, a pre-top nine, top nine. Okay. You would indulge me. I wrote a top nine guests who got invited to Lance's wedding over me. Okay, great. Yeah. I'll just run, run through real quick. We got uh, Bassam Shaw. Yeah. We got Bill Duckett. We got Rob Spocky. Yeah. These are, these are all... This is the Lantern crew. I invited the Lantern crew. I'm going to say Eric Seidel. I think I should be there. He was, he was a groomsman. I think I should have gotten in over Eric Seidel. <laughs> I heard a rumor that the millionaire next door got invited. He's my <laughs> he was He was not invited. Uh, and Eddie from the Lantern, I heard he was your, your, your best friend. And I, don't, I think that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, he was actually, actually going to be the groom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But I used your olive oil, which was a wedding gift that you had a lot extra at your apartment that you gave to me. And it was great. I used it two different things. I, I used it to make a broccoli dish. I used some olive oil and some uh, garlic. Nice. And then I used it in to saute some onions and garlic before I made a sauce. It was real good. That's great. Well, you know what they say, to the to the victor goes the olive oils. Exactly. <laughs> so you might not have gotten the invite, but... Uh, you won. I won the. I won the war. You won the war, and it, it was a. Big, it was. A, it was a big mistake that you not getting the invite. I mean, if we had made the list like a few months, like two or three months later, you would have. You would have been in. It's all about timing, man. It's all about timing. I know. It was, it was still worth it. I got the olive oil. Did you? How did you guys find the olive oil? So there's um there's a great. It's like spices and uh, and like olive oil and, and things like that. It's called um, Essex Spice, I think. It's in the Essex Street Market. Okay. And we had gone to it for to just like get olives and there's like random spices that are sometimes hard to find. They have everything. So one time I got like Sichuan peppercorns. Uh, we get cumin from there. Um, just like really high quality, but also not crazy expensive stuff. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Yeah. And um, 
Ooh, you got a you got a doorbell. Can we pause for one sec? Is that possible? Oh yeah. Segunda. We got the braised bits. We got the braised bits. They're coming in hot. Get ready or not, braised bits. Mmm, bits. Jesse's got a, a package. What is he getting? He's got two umbrellas on his doorknobs. I don't know. One of them looks like it's more expensive than the other. I wonder when he leaves his apartment, which ones does he use? Sorry about that. Yeah, I got some, uh, some matzah. Oh, wow. You ordered it online? My mom, I think, sent me a care package. That's great. It's really nice. That's a big... That's big news. It's awesome. Yeah. What were you talking about? Uh, practice? Uh, practice? You were not talking about practice? <laughs> talking about olive oil? How you found the uh, wed- wedding oil? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's how we found it. Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys still have a lot? No, it, we use, it's done as of uh, maybe like a month and a half ago. But we, we use it. I mean, we had it for like three months. It's great oil. It's high quality. Yeah, and there were people who I know who took like 10 of them. Just people didn't take them on the way out, which, great. I mean, great for everybody. Wow. It's like they lost out and we won. So, right. You got any highlights? I do. So, in general, I think this quarantine has really elevated my, my cooking. Kate and I have been doing some great cooking. Uh, we've been making on Fridays, we've been making a Shabbat dinner. Nice. So initially we were getting challah and all that, but this Shabbat I did. Uh, I, I was in charge, and I kind of went a little uh, went a little unorthodox, you might say. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know unorthodox on Shabbat. So I started out with a you would like this with uh, what I called uh, "Gotta Get Out of the Tzatziki," uh, some Astoria Queens inspired tzatziki, wow. which I made. Love that. Homemade ziki? Homemade ziki. Wow. How was it? How did it turn out? It was really easy to make. It, it was really good. What did you dip into it? Uh, I got these like uh, garlic toasted crackers. Oh, man. You spoiler. Yeah, they're kind of like fancy crackers. Very nice. You got to have fancy for the, the tiki. Absolutely. Tiki Rafiki. Ziki Elliot. Ziki Elliot. So that was, that was big. And then I roasted a, a chicken. Nice. That's kind of my go-to thing. Nice. How long does it take you to roast that, that bird? I feel like the standard time is like 75 minutes, but it could be plus or minus 10 based on the, the external factors. Could Also, the, the size of, of you know, the, the larry could could vary. Right. Hopefully, it's got a good back, that bird. Yeah. It's a young, young bird. Actually, you don't, you don't really want a baby bird, but you want a good bird. Sue bird. Sue bird. Very nice. Do you know what, you know what team she played on? Yeah, the Phoenix Mercury. No. Seattle Storm. Storm. Fuck. More of a Diana Ross again. Do you know what team she played for? Yeah, the Toronto Wild Lynx. Minnesota Lynx. But she actually played for the Connecticut Sun. Nice. John, you got to get on my, my WNBA level. It's pretty high. Yeah, I do. That's on me. Yeah. Bond me. <laughs> Blazer. Nice. Yeah, so that was pretty good. But on, I sent you a picture. On Sunday, we made pizza. I thought that at first it was like, oh, you heated up a frozen pizza. You made the, you make all that? You make the dough? We made it all from scratch. We made the dough burnum by scratch. No way. Dough Donson. From scratch. That's awesome. How did it turn out? Look good. It turned out great. So the picture, the one I sent you actually, I think was, so we made, it ended up being two each, two pieces each. Mm-hmm. And the first one I thought of mine was, Kate was like, they were, they were, they looked so beautiful. They're like perfectly round. She was better at the shape creation than me. Sure. But the second one that I did, I thought was, was very solid. The one I sent you was a little bit thick. 
but it actually tasted really I, I, it was almost a more of a sicilian right so you made the sauce also we made the sauce yeah sauce is not not that hard you just do like canned tomatoes and right. yeah very nice and we we yeah we didn't make the cheese the cheese we purchased you guys didn't make well now it's it's a little tainted yeah that sounds awesome yeah so that was great we're gonna do it again it's it's not that hard once you have all the stuff and you ever make those bobo pizza boban boban what's the pizza that like, they give you the crust already made bublio alio string cheese not bob <laughs> bob pre-made pizza dough Pablo sanchez bublo bublo someone call in this is gonna bubble go hey it's bublio <laughs> i love the pod thanks for calling in appreciate it it's delicious Stay safe. Wash your hands. Goodbye. Thanks for calling in. Wow, first first call in uh, listener. I was sad that we didn't have any emails. Not great. No one wants to talk to us. But based on the downloads, a lot of people want to listen to us. So I, I, I we're doing okay. We got the silent majority. I did. I was talking to Wack Goldberg, who was the creator of the three 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 on the top nine, and he also he won the comments <laughs> award by Eric Seidel. Yeah, the uh, the witch hunt uh, contest. Yes, he he was just suggesting top nines. He, he was thinking he, was, he said a good top nine would be things you miss about going to restaurants. Or I gotta look it up. Yeah, things you miss at restaurants. I like that. Not bad. Yeah, that, that was pretty much all he said. Should you do a top nine things you should include in a podcast review that's judged by Eric Seidel? That'd be good. That'd be real strong. Yeah, yeah, but we've been we've been cooking. I made this today. I made this like uh, I've been watching this uh, French cooking. YouTube guy and you speak right? yeah nice so uh, I made this like breakfast sandwich that this guy made and it was delicious and I have to this was important to tell you this is what I'm going to tell you um, I kind of burnt the bacon when I was making the sandwich oh you loved it <laughs> and I it was really good come on let's go <laughs> it was <laughs> holy well it was it was it was perfect within the context of the sandwich because it it gave it a nice crunch oh when could it ever? What context would that burnt bacon have been bad? When it's on the side, you don't want it burnt. Oh, you. Or when it's on top of something. When it, it was in the middle of the sandwich, so it gave it this like amazing Captain Crunch. You love burnt bacon, burnt baccarat. You love it. Francis Bacon was good burnt in that case, but love that. not not always. Sometimes it's nice nice to be soft. Which made my whole quarantine. You love burnt burnt bacon. <laughs> Episode twenty one. Go down in the phrase uh, bits uh, history books. All right, I'm gonna rescind the rescinded invite to my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I was on the small list that was almost a list on, on the list Schindler's list Joe list yeah should we get into some, some uh, top nines yeah this is a good one this week I think this one's sweet it is sweet it's not sour it's not uh, though it could be sour it's not the healthiest but that's fine no we're doing top nine it's not it's not it's, uh, no it's not I ruined it there you go are you hungry for a full meal sometimes <laughs> <laughs> Well, you better have already eaten because we're not going to have a meal today, but we're going to have a dessert. That's right. <laughs> nice one. That was that one. Really How good was that? You landed the plane there. Though I did top nine deserts, like deserts, like the dry deserts. Yeah, like the Gobi Desert. Yeah. You were, by the way, back there just when we did the uh, that lead-in. You were kind of like Sully. Yeah. I got hit by hit by a bird. One of my I, yeah, I was a faulty I was a faulty plane, and you figured out how to land it on the Hudson. That's all I need. Just kept my head down, did my job, kept everyone calm. I was freaking out. <laughs> the plane is on the water. We're all safe. We're gonna do top nine desserts. Yeah, I'm excited about this. This this one I I had different. I did three different drafts. 
Okay. Yeah. Three different drafts. What does that mean? Like I had a list and then I went back and I redid the list and I redid it again. Nice. I um, didn't do that. You're you're uh, very instinctual. You're very impulsive. Not impulsive. I'll, I'll take impulsive. <laughs> I'm making I'm making my list. I'm not checking it twice. Love that. I'm not. I'm not. Not Santa. No. I'm Hanukkah Harry. HH. Yeah. But so are you a, in general, are you a big dessert guy? Not, not usually. I, I'm more of a dessert guy if at a restaurant or like on a special occasion. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm usually like, take a couple of bites. I, I don't really like at home have like ice cream that much or will have like ice, have a dessert solo. I do like desserts, but I, I, I don't have that big of a sweet tooth. Yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Like I would, I would always value quality uh, regular food over quality dessert. Hundred percent. I'm not a sweets and treats person. No, but I'll be, but we can appreciate a sweet treat. I can ap- appreciate it, and sometimes I do. Actually, during this quarantine, more and more, I've been craving desserts a little bit, just because it's something to do. I think. Yeah, I would have really liked to have tried your wedding cake. We um oh no, we did have a cake, but it wasn't like a priority. You know how people go nuts about the wedding cake. Right. We got this. Uh, we didn't. Yeah. It wasn't. We didn't get it uh, layered or whatever. You know, with the tiers because we're in the first tier, so we didn't need like other tiers. Um, tiers for fears. Bingo. Got there. And um, yeah, so we just had the, a cake from this bakery that's that's close by, actually right next to the the matzo factory that got knocked down. Nice sugar sweet sugar sweet sunshine. It's very good. Right. But we uh, we got, yeah we had they uh, they made a cake. And uh, it was good. Awesome. But it was not really a focal point of the wedding at all. Gotcha. I'm not a big cake guy, which you'll see by my list. Want to jump into it? Do some three, three, three? Let's do it. All right. My number nine is strawberry shortcake ice cream bar. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Which if you pre-plug, if you go to my Giggles and Cream show, once the world comes back to uh, everyone going back outside and comedy shows, Giggles and Cream, we give out cream after we make you giggle. One of the cream strawberry strawberry shortcake ice cream bars. Yeah, always good, good texture, flavorful. It's, it's like a, it's more than ice cream. It's strawberry shortcake. Yeah, they're really good actually. When you go to Giggles and Cream, and Eric Seidel is handing them out. I've never seen that, and I can't even verify that he's a real person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's a solid. I would so that's something. That's a. It's not on my top nine. I appreciate it. It's one of those ice cream situations where if you're at a Giggles and Cream and and they're giving you it out, you're of course going to say yes. Of course, but I'm not going to I'm not going to seek that one out. Right. I'm not going out of my way to get it. Um, at an ice cream truck or at the beach when I was uh, 17 years old, for instance, and you go to the ice cream truck because you're like cool and independent <laughs> and trying to impress a girl or something. Like I'm not getting the I'm not getting strawberry shortcake, but I see it as an option. Okay. I, va- I I validate its existence is validated in my mind, and I respect it. That means a lot. I really appreciate you stomp on my strawberries. Number eight, another ice cream variation. I do I have a lot of ice cream. Yeah, that's my right draft. I was getting worried. I've, I've got so many drafts. Number eight, tartufo. Tartufo. Tartufo, which I feel like... I've only had at restaurants. It's like the it's the ball of ice cream that has like an outer shell. I've seen different variations of the shell. It could be like a cookie shell. It could be like a chocolate shell. And on the inside is like fruit, usually like a cherry. You can you divide it into big pieces. It's like a huge ball. Yeah. Tartufo. Yeah, I'm not a big tartufo guy. Honestly, I think I've only had it a handful of times. So I'm not – I don't feel like I'm um, in a place where I could objectively weigh in on the merits of, of tartufo. It's fair. It's, it's ice cream. It's pretty much ice cream, but it's like – it's a nice way to share ice cream and slices. It's got a little fruit, a little uh, texture with the shell. It's nice. Great. Number seven, 
another ice cream variation. I, uh, I don't, I've only had this at restaurants also, the Baked Alaska. Yeah, what is that? I, I, I feel like I keep hearing about it, and I never heard about it until recently. It's, uh, it's got meringue on top. It's got it's ice cream, then like a layer of cake, and then it's got meringue on top, and the meringue is like, usually if it's a nice, it's a nice place, they like uh, burn the meringue, or they like somehow heat it so it's like it's hot and cold it's like fluffy and it's got different textures yeah it's one of those desserts from like the 50s right it's like you just got back from the war here's how you become american baked alaska baked alaska you can put it in your refrigerator (laughs) it's not bad isn't the economy grand you could live in this house have a sweet and you could and your wife could question the structure of the family because the world is modern but you're Still holding on to old values. Have a baked Alaska. (laughs) That's good marketing for baked Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. The best one I've ever had is that, have you ever been to the steakhouse, the strip house? It's real good. It's on 8th and University. Nope. Real old-fashioned kind of steakhouse, and they have real good baked Alaska. Baked Alaska. Isn't there also some kind of like a YouTube guy named Baked Alaska? Like a Twitter conservative guy? That sounds like something. Yeah. That guy's not sweet. I guess. I don't know. I just, yeah. Is, <laughs> I know nothing about it. I just. Me neither. I didn't. I don't know why I brought it up. Well, now you got to talk about it. Well, uh, Baked Alaska, you know, that guy's, um, I just Googled Baked Alaska and the dessert came up. So Great. You're, you got out, got out free. We're good. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, we're going to go to my, t- my bottom three. The last three in the bracket. Nice. So number nine, we got key lime pie. Still on your list? No spoilers. That's that's still on my list, and it's let's just say it's high up. I think it's a very underrated item. You don't hear so. I this was one of those things that I just never put it together. But I I, I mentioned I went to the Florida Keys um, a few weeks ago, and yeah. I, I it never I never put it together that that's like where it's from. Like that it's a Florida thing, like that Florida, number one, is like the key lime. I think I, I knew somewhere, apparently Florida's like the key lime state. Key lime is huge, and I guess from the Florida Keys, right? Key lime. Right. Um, nothing, I never never put it together, so everything was key lime, and I had to act like I knew that all along. I was like, oh, yeah, we're in the Florida Keys. I got to get key lime, right? Right. I always like doing that, pretending like you knew the thing the whole time when you just found it out. Just- <laughs> I feel like that's what I'm doing right now. I, I don't think I knew Florida Key Lime Pie was from the Florida Keys. Yeah, but anyway, it was everywhere, so much to the point that we went to this interesting place. Um, it was like tarpon. Is that, is that a fish? A tarpon? You like fed tarpon? Anyway, it was a weird place, but they had they were selling uh, Key Lime ice cream bars. Nice. Wow. So I got one because I was like, you know, went in the Keys, right. feed tarpons and get Key Lime ice cream bars. And the ice cream bar was not good. It was not great. It was it was $6 and it was worth about 3 I feel like the big part of the Key Lime pie is like the crust also. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, oh, Key Lime, it was, it was, it was too ambitious. But it made me appreciate the Key Lime pie even more because it didn't work in another, another setting. Strong. I love Key Lime pie. Yeah. Uh, my dad is calling me. Do you think I should? Uh, you think I should answer it on the pod? Sure. If it's good, it's good. Nah, because then it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Uh, like we couldn't get his audio. Right. You can answer if you want. And I, I don't want to do that thing. You know, when you put someone else on the podcast and they didn't ask. I know. And he'd he'd freeze for sure. It would be funny. Hugh, Hugh Freeze isn't that someone? Yep, Mister Freeze. Freeze a jolly good fellow. <laughs> Todd Freeze. 
Is that someone? I don't know that one. I don't know. There's a baseball. Freezy pass if you're driving up and down the East Coast. Nice. All right. So number eight, I got just brownie. Straight up brownie. Yeah, because brownie could be number one. Like a good brownie, I think, is better than the vast majority of the things on my list. A good brownie, you can't beat. But there are so many bad brownies out there that it gets dropped down to number eight. Number one, you got those like processed store brownies. And there's people who put like like nuts in brownies. Like what is that? I'm gonna come for your neck on brownies. I'm gonna let you finish, but I I'm I think brownies are highly overrated. Highly like like you just said, there's a lot of bad. There's too many bad ones. Yeah, well that's the thing. I was reluctant to even put, but I, a good brownie is so good that it, it, it's only good when it's like fresh out of the oven. It's like actually hot. It's unprecedented. It's kind of like the coronavirus. The brownie? The brownie is the most. Well, no, you know you know how everyone's saying the this is like an unprecedented time. Yeah, they're using that word a lot. So. Like a good brownie is kind of like you don't know what to do because it's so good. Right. So you just gotta stay. You just gotta stay home. Everyone's making brownies. It's like I'm not gonna try your crappy brownie. Got the bake sales. Everyone's got a brownie. It's not gonna be hot unless it's coming right out of the oven. <laughs> you're like you're like I'm not eating the your brownie. I gotta go. I gotta go eat my baked Alaska. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have a baked Alaska at a bake sale, you can go shove it. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, that was hostile. Uh, number seven, I've got banana pudding. BP. I feel like you're a big banana pudding guy. You know my body. I'm a big banana pudding One thing I didn't like from BP was the, the oil spill that they had. Not great. But other than that, it's a very high-quality dessert. Yep. I don't. I think it's difficult. I, I never tried to make it, and I don't think I've had that many homemade varieties, but the uh, the Magnolia Bakery banana pudding is like, right? It's, it's just a classic dessert that I feel like um, when you're at certain like it, it exists like at sometimes when you're at like i went to this birthday party and it was there and then i went to this like event and it was it was like, it's like a thing that enough people like that it's reached a critical mass that sometimes you get to enjoy it absolutely i love banana pudding have you ever had like a banana pudding pie probably is that different it's pretty much just banana pudding on top of a crust and it's it's, it's kind of like key lime pie a little bit but banana pudding. i was gonna say is it in the florida keys it's yeah it's key banana pie Keegan Michael pie, yeah, banana pudding is strong. I feel like there should there should be a combination of banana pudding and rice pudding. That'd be a good combo. I like rice. Pudding. I'm uh, oh come uh, on, Lance, Sarah Jessica Lance Parker. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a it's it's an insult to both rice and pudding. Oh, I love rice pudding. The texture of the rice and the pud. Add a little banana in there. RBP. It's it, it's in, unconscionable. Inconscionable. Unconscionable. Inconscionable? Either one. Rice pudding. Doesn't have a, it doesn't have a conscious. Conscious. I guess I'm not a big rice guy. I, I don't really like uh, rice outside of sushi or rice outside. Like, I don't really like the chicken and rice. What about Glen Rice? I'm, I'm a fan of Glen Rice. Cherry rice. Put rice in a pudding. I'll slurp it up. Rice aroni? You don't like rice? What about rice and beans? <laughs> wow. Full circle. The pie always comes back full circle. <laughs> rice and beans. What, what a time. Yeah. Delicious. All right. Uh, so where were oh banana pudding? Yeah, banana pudding is good. Rice pudding garbage. Okay. Uh, back to you. I'm back. Holy moly! I just clicked that on my list. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Um, do you have a double computer going? I do. I got two screens. Wow. Laptop and my desktop. There was some Onion article one time that I really liked about two screens. Game changer. Number six, the cannoli. I love a cannoli. A little with a, the creamy inside, maybe some chocolate. Uh, sprinkles or chocolate chips on the outside, a little baked sugar on top. A fresh cannoli, I feel like it's a good dessert. 
especially if it's like a mini cannoli, it's like not too heavy. It's like a nice, really satisfying after a heavy meal or like a, a good dinner. Can't go wrong with cannoli. Robin's a cannoli. I have cannoli high up on my list. Uh, should I wait or should I sing its praises now? Whatever you want. You can wait. I'll, I'll, I'll talk. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait. All right. Um, Kevin can wait. <laughs> Kevin will wait. Number five, I've got the ice cream cake. Yeah, ice cream cake. It's. I feel like it's a classic. Yeah, ice cream cake. Yeah. What does that even mean? The Carvel one? Pretty sure. Like the ice cream birthday cake. Is that it? Uh, is that the only version? I think, I think the one with like the brownie on the or the chocolate ice cream with the brownie below it, or like it's like an Oreo cookie thing. Yeah, the the cr- the crunchies. Yeah, I feel like there's only one kind of Carvel ice cream cake, right? I don't know. Am I crazy? Am I nuts? Macadamia. All right, I know I, I know what you're talking about, and I think everyone else does. I'm pretty sure there's only one version, but I'm thinking, yeah, um, it's just classic. I feel like it's if it's not too melty and it's like came out of the freezer and it's been sitting there, it's perfect texture. It's it's, it's sweet. It's a treat. I'll tell you what I hate about it. Oh, no. It is very good. Oh no, <laughs> but no one can agree upon the right temperature, and it ruins it. If you're in a group of five, at least one person's going to be disappointed because. I am I am of the melted I'm melted John call me I'd love a good not love a good but I I, I would prefer um, melted to super frozen like I'm not going to Arendelle Elsa you know what I'm saying frozen got it yeah um, so I feel like too many times I've been bur- I've been brain freeze too many times with the frozen Carvel cake everyone's acting like this is the greatest. Come on. Greatest moment of third grade. Meanwhile, your your brain is on fire with a brain freeze. You got to just let it melt a little bit. You got to blow on it. Well, that's the thing. And then it's melted and people say, oh, it's too melted. This is uh, ruins and I can't go on. My heart will go, you know, it's the Titanic. and Things that are special. It takes, it takes very uh, specific context, specific rule. I think I, I think I think humans uh, haven't been conditioned to agree upon this in large groups and can't cooperate, and it represents a major hang-up of our ability to survive and adapt. Wow, ice cream cake! I feel that that's a good. That would be a good Lance's letter. The takedown of ice cream cake. Yeah, maybe I'll do that on Friday. That'd be hilarious. My grandma. This was something that happened in our house all the time. My grandma. She was a big melted ice cream person. She would like announce that she was taking the ice cream cake out of the freezer so it would melt. And my dad like would like have a fit. <laughs> and this was an this was an in law situation, so he couldn't like totally scream at her, you know? Wow. Right. It's just tense. It was just tense. And he would like when she would leave, he would just like go off about how it's too melty. That's so funny. I'm I'm, I'm on your dad's side. I feel like it gets. I was on my grandma's side and Fox Five's side, of course, <laughs> and Seidel. <laughs> Sheesh, kebab. Side by side, Ariana Grande song. But I feel like it gets too melty when it's a big birthday party, and then whoever's like someone slices up all the slices, and you and you wait to hand them out, and then it's all melted. You got to slice and give it out. Yeah, well, it's tough. You don't you don't want to be living in the melt shop. That's for sure. You don't want to be getting thirteen dollar um, grilled cheeses. But you do, you do want, you don't want it to be in Arendelle. Well, I didn't expect ice cream cake to be such a... Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, I know, it's it's like I should let it go, but <laughs> I'm never going to... Well, I figure we could have a lot of Olaf's about it. Sure. Number four, I got olive oil cake. Ooh, that's good. 
this is like a special treat if you're at like a, a restaurant. But when it's fresh, I feel like it's almost an untouchable cake. It's like light, usually served with like a vanilla bean ice cream, a little fruit on the side. It's it's like light, refreshing with the tech, the taste. If it's good olive oil, it's very like uh, layered and uh, complex. And it's like it's not your typical kind of. It still hits all the sweet tooth things, but it's. Not your typical kind of uh, dessert flavors. I do love olive oil cake. I don't have it on my list because I feel like it's above my pay grade. Right, it's, it's a rare cake. I get like stressed out when I have it because it seems it feels too fancy. So I'm like, it's like your burger. My what? The Manetta Tavern Burger. Well, no, I'm having the olive oil cake, and I'm like, should I be? I was like, I'm not contributing enough to my 401k. <laughs> it just, <laughs> I get worried. I get worried. I'm like, I'm, I'm living above my, beyond my means. That's a cake complex. Yeah. Some, cause it's like, I can't take it till I make it, you know? I, yeah, it's, that's, it's tough. True. Bake the cake. And then you might go for the Harlem shake. Yeah. That was good. Great. I'm easier feeding out. This is tough. We're going to we're gonna have to edit that out. Maybe the whole thing. Who knows? That's why. Who knows, man? Quiz knows. Oh, one thing. Did you see, um, you're, you're a big Oh Hello guy, right? Love Oh Hello. I saw the podcast. You, you listen to the podcast? I listen to it. It's hilarious. Mix of cereal and uh, oh, hello, guys. And they have, they share our affinity with Quiznos. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's so funny. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah. I love being in uh, Cincinnati Airport in t- 2008. <laughs> it's my favorite place to be with the Quiznos. All right. Should we um, – you did your, your six through four, right? Yeah. All right, so number six, this is my ice cream part of the – of the the uh, the top nine, um, so number six I got cookies and cream ice cream. I think it's probably the best ice cream. Like if I could pick one flavor of ice cream, that's what I would pick. I think it's harder and harder to find because I mean, at least in New York City, uh, where everyone's making olive oil cake left and right, I feel like most of the ice cream places are trying to get you with these crazy, intricate, fancy flavors, and uh, just like just make cookies and cream, and people will be happy. Absolutely. I, I can't. I love cookies and cream. Cookies and cream is uh, how I came up with giggles and cream. That's true. It's just about cookies and cream. I love cookies and cream. Preferably, I like an Oreo cookie and ice cream. Oh yeah, I think that's what that's what people think of when they think of cookies and cream. Yeah, but I've seen like now cookie dough has kind of gotten into the game of cookies and cream. Cookie dough is a separate separate animal. True, true. Whole different beast. But cookies and cream is always always come to play. It's always solid, salty and sweet. Can't beat it. You could rely on it uh, as like it, it's like it's like um, almost like the Scotty Pippen of desserts. Definitely, absolutely. One of the greatest of all time, but it's um, it's not going to demand that it um, has the spotlight, right? But deep down, I feel like it knows that it, it's it's it knows it has it. Yeah, it does. Um, all right, so number five, I got birthday cake ice cream from Cold Stone. Wow. Very strong. Now I get why you wanted me to specify about the ice cream birthday cake. Yeah, I, that, 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 that's actually not why. But thanks for thanks for not why. That's why because you, you were like always talking about Cold Stone. You, you couldn't be talking about Carvel because you you don't. No, I thought you were talking about Carvel the whole time. <laughs> you give me too much credit. But Cold Stone birthday cake ice cream is. I mean, it's just ice cream, but it was it was the single most transformative ice cream experience I ever had the first time I had Cold Stone. It's unreal. It is, it's, it's really good. Have you ever had the, like, the shakes? I haven't had Cold Stone probably like almost, like probably almost 10 years now. But there was a period of time from like 2003 to 2008. I mean, give me that, that stone. Give me a slab, you know? Give me a slab. Give me a dab. Give me that Cold Stone. Like it, love it, gotta have it. 
Um, yeah, it was just, it was just the best. I, I so, uh, the first time I ever had it was the one, I guess one of the first ever cold stones was in Syosset, New York, Long Island. Um, we were with, it was my cousin's birthday and they lived in Syosset at the time. Okay. And, um, my aunt was like, we have to, for, we went to some sushi place, I think for his birthday, uh, for dinner. And then, um, for dessert, my aunt was like, we have to go to this new place called cold stone. It's really good. And my cousin, for whatever he's our age, for whatever reason, he did not want to go. And he said, "We can't go there. They have bugs in their ice cream. We have. I want to. We have to go to Ralph's." Wow, I love Ralph's. It's like a very. I think it's a very mediocre Italian ices in general. I think are aggressively mediocre uh, thing. You haven't had the great, great flavors. Graham Crunch from Ralph's is it's unbelievable. Listen, I'll take Italian ice over baked Alaska any day. Oh no! But I mean, you're coming after baked baked Alaska's neck. Baked Alaska. Italian ice is great if you're like seven years old and you're at a fair. But not proud. Or it's like a it's homemade. Like a summer night. It's refreshing. It's not. It's not. It's not. Doesn't has a mix of creamy and icy. I know, but once you're a, over twelve years old, just grow up. You're having cookies and cream. He's Louise. Anyway, so we uh, we we went to Coldstone, and it was it was just amazing how good that ice cream was. And I guess I don't know. Coldstone was so popular for a while, and then people weren't interested in it anymore. I don't really understand what the deal was. Why? I don't know. I would I would go if there was a Coldstone like close by. I would go there over all these over like Van Leeuwen and all these other you know fancy ice cream places i loved it you would give them the, a tip and then had to sing a song i know that got that got a little old because you could tell it was like it was wearing on employees and people were like putting a penny and making people sing you know it was yeah. it was getting yeah. working there you're like performing all the time you're making ice cream as a performance you're singing it's almost like doing braised bits like it love it gotta have it it's a tough job someone's gotta do it someone's got to do it uh so all right so number four i got so this could have been number one i put it number four just because dessert i feel like part of the allure of uh, allure michaels of dessert is that it's a treat so the definition of a treat is something that you're not going to have that if you have it too regularly the sacredness of, of it is going to decrease True. so this could have been number one, but I have it as number four, Trader Joe's Chipwitches. <laughs> you love that Chipwitch. Yeah, Chipwitches in general are a top-notch dessert. I agree. Um, Trader Joe's, I think, are the best the best in the biz. The only reason why it's number four is because I have them the most out of any of the desserts on this list by a wide margin. We actually we just stocked up and we got two boxes of them in uh, in the freezer. I mean, it's only it's only eight chip witches, so between the two of us, it's you know it's not it's not that much, but um, they're they're um, it's a perfect dessert, and it's for the, it's they're like a dollar each if you if you um, do the math. You're telling me you don't get a uh, brain freeze from these these chip witches? No, I don't because they're constructed in a way where if you know how to eat it, then you're fine. The problem with Carvel, it's it's like. Well, the Trader Joe's Chipwitches, they have the cookie, so you're not going to get a brain freeze from the cookie. If you're smart about the way you attack it, you're not going to really get brain freeze. It's also small enough that it melts in the right way. The Carvel cakes, it just – it had to get itself together, and it never did. <laughs> you can't beat a Chipwitch. Yeah. It's perfect. The thing is I've had Trader Joe's so many times that it's like clearly they're they're made in some sort of factory. So like sometimes you get a cookie that's like too small, and the ice cream's crazy, or the ice cream. So I, I kind of love those imperfections, but you also – you kind of you see how the chip would just made a little too much, so that does take the magic away from it. And, and dessert, I think, is an inherently 
magical endeavor. Absolutely. Have you ever had the ice cream sandwich from the meatball shop? No. Homemade cookies and ice cream. It's, it's pretty strong. Sounds like a Shake Shack type uh, thing. Do you like meatball? Do I like the meatball shop? Yeah. I've only been there like two or three times. They closed the one that's closest to uh, to me. They have good balls. Yeah, but it's like I, I think homemade meatballs are the best True. of the meatballs. So like why go out and, and get something that's going to be worse? It's fair. And, and then with their dessert, they're probably insisting on They're like, look at us. We're meatballs, but look how good our dessert is. Yeah, they have strong. That's one thing I don't love about uh, restaurants that – if you're like an upscale restaurant, then your desserts are probably going to be – you have a pastry chef and you're going to be out of this world and whatever. But like restaurants that are like the meatball shop where it's like kind of your moderate price that like have these good desserts, it's like get out of here. Just focus on your food. I, I'm going – I want to go somewhere else. I want to go somewhere else for dessert. I got Trader Joe's cookies at home, chipwiches at home. One of these days when the world's back, I'm going to give you a meatball shop ice cream sandwich cookie. You're going to love it. I'm sure I'll love it. You don't need it. Yeah. One thing I don't – What actually, all right, I'll wait until yours in case you have it. But then I, there's one thing that didn't make the list, but I want I want to give a shout-out. I feel like it's going to be my number three. Okay. Molten chocolate lava cake? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my number three. I feel like it's another thing you only have at restaurants. It's great when it's hot. The chocolate, the lava is like the fudge. And there's, there's definitely a variation. There's, there's restaurants that make it that it's not good. But when it's good, it's elite, and I feel like it's untouchable, and it's my number three. Yeah, it's definitely the Joe Flacco of desserts. Absolutely. But I do – I mean the best thing about a chocolate lava cake is when you have that first bite or you make that first cut with the spoon. Yeah. And Still, the lava flows out. Chocolate volcano. So that's the thing I don't like about it is that the best part of it is already over, and you barely started. Well, I think the best part is eating it. No. You think the best part is seeing the lava come out? Yeah. Oh, wow. So so for Hibachi, the best part for you is like when the guy makes the onion volcano? <laughs> nope. It's eating it. <laughs> <laughs> the lava cake isn't isn't good enough for the food the, the food to be better than the lava. You got you've never had good lava. You gotta have you gotta have some quality lava. Homemade lava? Lava beans? It's lava lava denko? <laughs> that's good, that's good. But I I've only had bad badlava.com. <laughs> I mean I've, we've all had bad lava. You go to like a nice, actually in Florida, in Boca, there's a place that has really good chocolate lava cake. It's, it's unbelievable. It's it's life changing. What's it called? Um, I can't think of the name right now. Well, do at a later date. I, I mean, I'm probably once this is over, I'm probably going down there pretty uh, pretty shortly thereafter. I, a trip got canceled. Uh, for, I was supposed to go in two weeks, three weeks to Florida. Yeah. Holy moly, macaroni! I want to go to Florida with you. Yeah, we should do a braze like a, a like an episode. You know, when those TV shows do an episode when they like go somewhere. Yeah, remote location. That, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so lava cake number uh, a questionable number three. Okay, and number two, apple pie. Apple pie, America's dessert. Uh, oh my god, I grew up on it. I feel like. This one is where you can have a good one, you can have a great one, no matter what. It's fantastic. Uh, it's better when it's fresh. It's better when the apples are good. It's better when the apples are like good slices of apple, but you know it's like a real apple, not like processed canned apples. Crust can't beat it. Throw a little a la mode, pie a la mode. What do you think? Pie a la mode. You think apple pie? Apple pie is my number two. I feel like it's untouchable. It's the LeBron James of pies. I, it's, I think it's it's fine, but it's it's tired and uninspired. An apple is uninspired? Apple pie, it's been at the top for so long, it doesn't know what adverse. It's like a rich kid. It's like, it, it it's so incubated 
in its own legend or its own narrative of success that it has never had to work to to, to do anything. It dominates every single day. And it has so much respect that you take the apple pie for granted. You take it for granted how good it is. If you put apple pie against any of the other desserts you named, I mean, even against the Carvel ice cream cake, you think it's going to hold its own? It'll it'll back it down in the post, and that pie will dunk on anything on my list except my, my number one. Apple pie would only win because it would like it would like in, insist that the game took place at the at its house. And it would like make the rules up so that it that it won. It's not Apple Pie's fault that it's just it's has you know, been dominating for decades and it's, it's number one. A- Apple Pie is like a legacy admission to a top college, and you're like, how did that person get in? And you're like, oh yeah, it's Ap- Apple Pie. Right. Apple Pie makes sense. Apple Pie should get in because it's got. It makes sense, but it's taken it, it's taken the spot of much more deserving desserts. Apple Pie over a Chipwich any day of the week, any any day. You, over a, a, a two bite Chipwich. Apple pie is untouchable. Can't touch it. It can't bathe in the Ganges River? No, probably not. That's a Hinduism reference. Oh, that one flew over my cuckoo's nest. Nice. And then my number one is, you already mentioned, the key lime pie. Nice, nice, nice. I'm a big key lime pie guy, pretty much what you said. And then what I said, the, the, the crust I feel like is underrated and really is the backbone of the pie. But it's a nice, refreshing, tart, good flavor. And usually, if it's like a homemade you know, pie at a nice restaurant, so it's just it's great. I used to be apple pie used to be my number one for a long time, and then key lime pie came around, and I cheated on it, and I've been happy ever since. I mean, that's obvious. It's like, oh, it's another pie that's like working to to be good. <laughs> Obviously, I mean that's that's a no brainer. Key lime pie is retired in Florida. It's not really working much anymore. It's in the keys. No, key lime pie is like one of those hustlers in Florida. It's like it's like has like four jobs, and two of them are like quasi legal. <laughs> It's always good. One of them is a dog walking business. One of them is like selling supplements, but like they should probably be sold at a pharmacy, but they're not. Right. Then it's also a trainer. Key lime pie is gritty. It's always worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Love, love key lime pie. Also, I do like, um, I think it doesn't get that much love, like in this general area of the country. I can't speak for other areas. It did seem like in Florida, when I, at least the Keys, like people were kind of over it. It was like the thing. Sure. But I didn't like... I don't know, like in, in like uh, Boynton Beach in Boca, I feel like you don't hear about it that much. Some restaurants, I feel like I had it for the first time in Boca. It's definitely not, not a mainstream dessert. Yeah. It's not on like the mainstream menus. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's more indie. Yeah, it's an alternative buy. Oh my God. Ooh. Get the door, it's Domino's. I'm getting packaged up the wazoo. Can you excuse me for one moment? My bad. We got some breeze Getting packages up the wazoo. Holy mackerel. My bad. Are you, are you are you a Washington State Cougar? I am. Wazoo. <laughs> Man, getting my steps in today. That's good. Key lime pie. What a treat. That's great. All right. Uh, so I'll do my top three. I got number three. I got general, but uh, I have cheesecake. I think it might be the best of the cakes. I like cheesecake. It took me a while to get on board that it's actually like Cream cheese? It used to kind of weird me out. So I was, I'm going to say I, um, Italian cheesecake, which is usually ricotta, right. is definitely better than Absolutely. American cheesecake. Absolutely. I I mean, I I think ice cream cake's better than that, but cheesecake overall, it's, it's, it's decadent. It's, it's a treat. Yeah. I just love a good cheesecake. One of my favorite cheesecakes is the Italian cheesecake at Cafe Reggio. 
Named Greenwich Village. Ooh, love that place. Never had a cheesecake. Real good. Would highly recommend. Um, just a great dessert. It feels like it's worthy of the dessert title because it feels like it's um, your uh, treating. You're treating yourself. You're um, what, what's the word? I'm trying to indulging. You're indulging yourself. Yeah, you're yeah. indulging yourself. That's kind of what cheesecake feels like to me. Definitely. If you have it like back to back nights in a row, you feel like garbage and. That's what I think a good dessert should make you feel. It should make you feel like garbage if you abuse it. Sure. Shout out Cheesecake Factory, one of your favorite restaurants. Well, that's the thing. Uh, Cheesecake Factory is garbage. Cheesecake is actually good at Cheesecake Factory, but yeah. the whole concept is garbage. But Cheesecake is so good that you could make a whole restaurant concept around it that you can't even get to the che- – like that's how good Cheesecake is. It's a, it's a brand. It's they, they could make a bait and switch of like a abusive chain or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> Bacon switch. Yeah, bacon switch. Yeah. So big, big cheesecake guy. Number two, I got the cannoli. Nice. Tony cannoli. Specifically, specifically chocolate cannoli. Wow. Chocolate what, inside? No, like the chocolate covered on the outside. Oh, okay. So I thought you were going to say like the chocolate cream. Oh, no. That would have blew my lid off. Holy mackerel. Yeah. Jesse, Jesse was like at a suburban mall and he was at Lids and all of them were – uh, yeah, it was it was a buy one get one free deal. Jesse was going nuts. Whew, wow! Thank goodness he, he was getting that New York. Yeah. Um, so the the thing about cannoli again, I think it has the same sort of um, indulgent factor as the cheesecake. I do. You said about mini cannolis, I think are spot on. Where that's like the ideal. But if I have a mini cannoli, yeah. I I'm not satisfied. Like I want more. So that's where the real regular size cannoli comes in. Right. Where it's more than I maybe should be having, but that's the right amount. Sure. Um, and one other thing about a cannoli is temperature is key. It's got to be. It's got to be cold. Got to be cold. Ice cold. Not ice cold, but refrigerator cold. If you if you have a cold cannoli, it's it's um, Darius Miles better than a than a not cold cannoli. Speaking of Darius Miles, I was actually listening to his. He has a podcast with Quentin Richardson. Have you listened to that called Knuckleheads? No, it's good. Really good. They just had Isaiah Thomas on. It was very good. Darius Miles, good podcaster. The uh, old Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas or young Isaiah Thomas? Old one. Nice. I like young Isaiah Thomas a lot. Me too. I kind of like he's. Um, I don't feel bad. He seems like he's doing he's doing fine for himself, but he definitely got uh, taken advantage of where where he probably wanted to play through the in- injury and definitely took his stock down a bit. But I think when it, Ky- Kyrie overall, I guess. Boston was probably going to trade him anyway, but yeah, but he's playing through he's playing through injuries at Boston. Clearly, it it uh, wasn't a good idea for the long term career. Right, but you gotta you gotta love someone who plays with such uh, such toughness. You know, I agree. So number two, cannoli. Um, it also makes me cannoli also makes me feel like time is a little slowed down. Like I'm a Italian man. You know, it's uh, it's good. Yeah. Um, number one, this I don't think this will be controversial, but I don't think you're going to see it coming. It is my number one dessert is a cup of dirt at TGA Fridays. Is that I don't is that with like Oreo dust in the bottom, like pudding? It's chocolate pudding with like Oreo crumbs and gummy worms. Wow, that's your number one. <laughs> it's my number one dessert. That is your number one. <laughs> yep. I, I'll tell you why. Can I tell you why? Please. So dessert, as we talked about, I'm not a huge dessert guy, but when I was of a certain age, maybe from the 6 to 11 range, dessert was huge. It's what I live for. And the excitement of dessert was – it was kind of like the excitement I get now 
of having like a, a transcendent sandwich, you know, right. My excitement at dessert will never be as high as it was between ages, ages six and 11. Sure. Like I was upset that the Utah jazz lost to the Chicago bulls. I needed something to take me, take off. Wow. You're a jazz fan? You, wow. No, I, I didn't like, I didn't like the bulls because gotcha. they, because the Knicks, right. So therefore I rooted against the bulls. Gotcha. But I was really bummed that the, the jazz lost. I like the jazz. That was a fun team. Yeah. Anyway. So because that was when dessert was the valued the highest in my life, and this was the dessert that was valued the highest in my life during that time. So it's 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 kind of it's it's kind of it's uh it's logic that's impossible to refute. Right. It brings back memories of childhood memories. I just I don't like gummy worms. I kind of I'm not a big worm guy. So I mean it's it's kind of ridiculous that uh, I mean it's a, in terms of the concept it's a great idea. A cup of dirt. You got a bunch of dirt and you got worms crawling on the dirt. Right. From a sort of creative direction, it's it's genius. But in terms of the uh, this the ingredients working together, the gummy worms do not work at all. No. But maybe they do work because they're so out of place. So so out of left field. It's like, it's it's kind of like a beautiful it's kind of like a beautiful painting where you're like, why are those gummy worms there? They don't fit at all. And then you're like, well, maybe that's the genius of the artist right. at TGI Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been to TGI Friday since last Friday. Yeah, I haven't been there since the Korean War. <laughs> TGI Friday. I don't. I feel like I've definitely had that dessert, but not necessarily at TGI Fridays. I mean, I haven't had a cup a uh, cup of dirt in probably. I don't even know. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Definitely, almost pre bar mitzvah, probably. Cup of dirt. Pre fifty cent releasing Get Rich or Die Trying. Right. That's a, lot, that's a long time ago. Yeah. Once in the club came out, I was out of the Fridays. Right. Magic stick. Yeah. Magic candy. That was a good time. One thing I wanted to shout out was, uh, I don't think either of us had cookies. No, you had cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. No. So I did want to, sh- I did want to shout out uh, the cookies at Levain Bakery. Great, great cookie. Legendary. Cookie. Really good cookie. Didn't make my top end desserts because I, I, I have cookies for non-dessert all the time. Like a snack. And uh, and other times breakfast. I've been. Uh, you ever bake cookies? You ever get the cookie dough from the, the store and bake them? And make the dough. Uh, Kate will sometimes. I don't think I, I don't know if I've ever baked cookies in my life. Kate will bake cookies from time to time, but not super often. Um, and when she bakes them, I eat them all and I get sick. You love that. Yeah. You you love getting sick. Yeah. That's what we did with the pizza. I had so much pizza the other night that I just like I couldn't move from the couch. That's dangerous. Pizza from where? From the homemade pizza that we made. Oh, that pizza. I had too much. That pizza. Yeah. Yeah. You deserved it. You made the pizza, you eat the pizza. I know, but I had too much. And then Kate made me eat some of her. She was like, have this one. It has spinach on it. And I was like, I was like, I was like oh, more pizza for me. <laughs> and then I <laughs> and then I collapsed on the couch. <laughs> Solid. Want to jump into, uh, you got any ads? I got no ads. I got no ads. Just keep doing what you're doing. Social distance. Support people if you can, yeah. and uh, we'll we'll get through this. Uh, maybe <laughs> I agree. Everyone just keep their head on their shoulders. Hopefully, listen to Braze Bits can give you a decent distraction. Yeah, stay positive. Holy moly, macaroni! I had some Annie's mac Annie's mac and cheese the other day. Nice, good. It was good. Yeah, I got some craft mac and cheese. I haven't. I said holy holy moly. This is good mac and macaroni. Yeah, nice. You want to go to? Is that a joke? I sure do. So this one is very relevant. I've been getting packages all day today. I got a package this morning. Um, 
still don't know who sent it to me. A package with a woman's bicycle helmet. It was sent to me as my name on the package. I didn't, I don't have a bike. I didn't, I don't ride a bike. I think some, this is still open-ended. Is this a joke? Is someone pranking me? Is, did Amazon send me a woman's bicycle helmet by accident? Is this a joke? I honestly don't have the answer to it. You want me to ask Seidel? If Eric Seidel sent me a woman's bicycle helmet, (laughs) he is the of war that he will not end. (laughs) Whoever sent me this helmet, because it's got layers to it. It's like, you're calling me a woman. You're telling me I got to wear a helmet around. This is, this is, uh, or it could be a simple, you know, factory uh, mistake by Amazon. They're overwhelmed right now. They're probably, probably pretty busy. Either way, is this a joke? Yeah, it's, that's a strange one. There's been stra- there's been stranger things, but um, there's also Ozark, so. Right, and there's Tiger King. Did you watch that? I did. I didn't watch it. I couldn't handle it. It was, uh, it was, it was just wild. It's, it's, it lives up to the hype, in my opinion. Enough people posted about it. I said, I, can't, I can never watch this. That's what I, usually my stance is, but it got to a point where, like, I, literally everyone was talking about it. I just, I just wanted to know. I want to be in on what was going on. Yeah, I think I get to a point where enough people have talked about it. It's like it's like that Yogi Berra quote where it's it's so crowded nobody goes there. Right. It's. It- I couldn't do it. I'm like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lower myself and watch this. It definitely opened my eyes up to. I mean, I I knew about like zoos overall in general are pretty fucked up, but like made me rethink about like just like great big zoos in general, like how overall it's not good for the animal it was about how zoos are bad well these this guy's zoos these these like guys who are ordering lions they're like this it's like trash zoos like the wild wild west of zoos they're like killing animals they're not treating them well they're like selling baby cubs this is like the the dark market of the zoos but i was even just thinking of like like national zoos it's still not even good i don't think it's natural animals I haven't been to a zoo since uh, the Bronx Zoo fifth grade field trip that we went on. And uh, I guess I won't go back. I mean, I love the animals, but I guess uh, you got to go on like a safari or something to really see, get into the nature of it and the habitats. Zoo, zoo's on first. Who? <laughs> uh, great. Okay. De Zeus and Mero? Oh, yeah, there you go. That was good. I went to ch- is there? A, you have a uh, Larry Bird by you? Yeah, the chirpin. Wow, that's foreshadowing. I don't want to say it too soon. But I got a QAB about these damn. Birds. <laughs> uh, uh, wow. Do you want it? Do you want to go to your QAB and then I'll almost like a whack Goldberg at the end? <laughs> sure. Great. Perfect. You were just you noticed the chirping. These birds are especially in the morning time. I got in my bedroom. I got a pack of morning birds. 7 a.m. every morning. They're not just chirping. They're like yelling at each other. They're like, they're having, it's almost like the millionaire next door is a bird for me. And, and they, it's like five of them. And I'm pretty sure there's a nest now under my air conditioner. There's like a little, some, some like straw. I don't see any eggs or anything, but they come there, come there in the mornings. They're, they're like chirping. It's, it's like, I love birds. I love, you don't really get this in the city of like birds chirping, but it gets to a point where like birds, I'm not, I'm not on a farm here. I'm not looking for a rooster alarm clock. Yeah, you got to tell them that they're 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 out of their bird. <laughs> they're they're out of, they're, these are early birds, and they're getting the worm. And they're not, I'm not an early bird. They're getting the worm, but they're making people squirm. They are. They make me squirm a lot. They're making me have a, cu- a cup of dirt with worms. Like I like them right now. It's pleasant having them chirp, but they're they're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, birds are kind of weird. You know, don't they? Don't some birds like take their young and like drop them off a cliff or something? Yeah. 
Yeah, what freaks? I do like the way they eat with their kids. Like they chew up the food and, and dump it in their mouth. That sounds nice. Uh, I think that's so so gross. It is gross. I was just being serious. I do like Big Bird. Love Big Bird. Big Bird's a top bird. BB. He's a crazy bag. Yeah. Uh, other than that, though, if people are bird watchers. That sounds interesting if you can get into it, but it sounds like there's a big barrier of entry. <laughs> What's the barrier? Just you need to get binoculars. Yeah, and and you got you got you got to know where to look, <laughs> and you have to have like a certain disposition. You know these like you can't just like start bird watching because then the people who bird watch will just make fun of you. Right. You have to like join. You have to join the crew, yeah. but then you have to act all like I don't know anything, and then they gotta like be arrogant, and then eventually you learn. But it seems like it's a whole process. Right. Like right now, the birds are pleasant. I'm not gonna go out there like looking at it and be like, "Oh, that's a that's a super." Bird. But in the mornings, seven a.m., I need to like put a sign up that like bird in like bird language, being like, "Hey, if if you keep making this noise, I'm gonna burger you." <laughs> yeah, get a burger account. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that is QAB. That was my first ever back to back QAB. Is that a joke? Felt good. Felt good. Yeah. All right. So my was that a joke? Is uh, the sizes that tahini comes in? <laughs> I guess it might be a QAB, but it's kind of with that joke because this is the sec. So on Friday, one of the things I made and was really good. It was like uh, I had these like um, agave carrots. We put um, and then with like it, it was like almost this um, like sauce. It was like I took the um, the greens of the carrots and some chickpeas and some tahini and like blended it up in the blender. And it was kind of like you know at nice restaurants how they have those like kind of sauces and then the vegetable on top. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I did. Beautiful. But I was, I was trying to find tahini, and it's just this gigantic uh, jar. And the other time I got tahini, it was the same situation. And I don't need that. You don't. You barely need any tahini for every anything because it's so like uh, it's dense. It's it's like Seidel's top nine. <laughs> so what are people doing with this tahini that it only comes in these gigantic jars? And I'm spending so now I got to figure out all these recipes where I could use this tahini. It's pretty uh, flexible though. You, you can make different kinds of things. You can make dressings. You can make a dip. You can make it like on top of a sandwich. You can- I know I'm nervous though. I, I don't have tahini in my rotation, and now I'm gonna have to force it in there. What's the guy in the rock ma- mahini? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is true. I mean, it's, though it, it forces you to. And it's like it's it's like I can't just guess where I where I put it in. I can't just be like tahini meeny miny mo. <laughs> That's, I think that's close for, for, for episode title. We'll see. Tahini, Meanie, Wine, and Mo is pretty good. That is good. I do like, what was the, uh, Herb, uh, Bitter Herb Williams? <laughs> Bitter, Herb, Bitter Herb Williams is still number one. Bitter Herb Williams is the key lime pie of the episode. From the top of the key lime pie. From what? From the top of the key lime pie. Wow. From the top of the key lime pie, it's for Bitter Herb Williams. <laughs> can, we do a, can we do like a 17-word <laughs> yeah. title? From the, from the top of the key lime pie, it's bitter. Herb Williams, pick your defender. Tahini, meeny, miny, mo. That's strong. Real good. Yeah. So you don't seem to be as uh, as flabbergasted by the the largeness of tahini jars. Not really, because I think you'll, you'll be able to find different ways to use it. I don't know. At the end of the day, you can just get some vegetables and have it as a snack. Get some tahini. Vegetables in, in the tahini. I guess so. But that just seems like a cop out. All right. Uh, so my QAB, this is a, I think this is a nice, this is an interesting one, a departure. So, um, I, yesterday I looked up my credit score because there's a thing on my bank account on the side. It's like, check your credit score. And I was like, Oh, I'll check my credit score. It's the quarantine. 
this is definitely the time to do it. So I did, and it's low. Um, and I kind of figured it wasn't super high just because I haven't I'm, – I'm a big uh, cash guy and like – I basically I – knew, I knew it wouldn't be super high. Um, but it was way lower than I thought it would be. Okay. Um, so I looked into it. I was like, why is this low? Um, and it's basically low. I don't want to get into it because it's like, okay. I don't, it's a whole, I don't, I don't want to get into the super details, but basically there's something on my credit report that shouldn't be on there. And I now need to dispute it. And so I, I tried to dispute it. There's like, they're like, okay, there's like equi- there's like three credit report companies that basically do your credit report or something. So it's like, okay, you have to dispute it with these three companies. Um, they have, here's the phone numbers, here's the online and, or you could mail a letter. So I called the first and the first one I think is the one, um, that does it. Basically there's three of them. I think it's this one cause it said powered by TransUnion is one of them. And it was like this credit report powered by TransUnion. So I was like, all right, I'll start with TransUnion. Um, and I called them yesterday, was on the line for over an hour, nothing. So I just hung up. Um, and then they're like, you could do it online. And I was like, okay, I could do it online. That sounds like the easiest way, but I do know like Equifax was hacked. Like I don't really, ideally wouldn't want my information to be on there, but whatever. So I made a username and then I logged in to start doing it. And it's like, we're experiencing technical difficulties on our site. Please call, please call us or, or mail a letter. So, um, I went on again this morning and the site was the same thing, still technical difficulties. And so I wrote a letter. Like a physical letter? And I mailed it. Yeah, because that was the only way. That's clearly the easiest way between calling. Who knows how long they hold you for? I mean, it was over an hour. And then the internet didn't work. I've written a letter Korean War. Yeah, so I'm a little nervous that because it's coronavirus, they won't. I mean, it's not like an urgent thing. It's It's annoying. It's not the end of the world if this doesn't get resolved right away. Um, right. But it's annoying. When was the last time you checked your credit score? I haven't checked my credit score like, Never, never. Yeah, you were just kind of randomly, unless looking for to buy or to get another apartment or buy something. Does it credit score matter right now? No, it doesn't really matter. But so eventually, I mean, eventually we would like to buy a house. Yeah. Um. So I was like, oh, let me see what it is. So you know, down the road, we could. Sure. Exactly. So yeah. So. Uh, that's why I checked and it was like a, a tab on the bank account. It was like, check your credit score. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Um, anyway, but the QAB part is that I hate it when like a bureaucracy messes something up and then um, that that's, that like, that's okay in itself, the bureaucracy messing it up. But I hate when they make it impossible for you to correct the mistake. Right. It's like you messed up. This is kind of on you. Easiest thing to be keeping you up. Like you can't, you can't prevent me from correcting the mistake. You're preventing me from correcting the mistake that you made. Right. You think it has to do with right now, like the like no one's in the office, or that no one's like fixing the website because of Corona. I no, I, I don't think so. But I think it's probably. I mean, the, maybe the phone line is like maybe there's more people. Right. I mean, I think the mistake is is would be there regardless of Corona. Right. I mean, I'm saying you think it would be as hard to get through to them. To correct the mistake, I, I feel like no. Yeah. I don't know though. So like, there was another time where I um, I used to deliver Postmates. Um, I still can actually, I guess. But um, so they messed up one time where they said I like didn't have some tax thing that I was supposed to have, and because of that, they couldn't pay me. And sure enough, they just 
like forgot to type in and they forgot to type in a, a zero. There was a zero and they just didn't type in the zero. Right. And they messed it up and then they couldn't pay me because they messed up. So it's like, it's like, get get over yourself. It's fucked up. It's kind of like my, my woman's bicycle helmet. What am I supposed to do with this helmet? Someone messed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just, I just find in QAB when you're put in a situation that you didn't ask for that you can't fix. That's frustrating. Yeah. I mean, that, that's life. That's life in a nutshell. But I figure why, all right, if that's the situation, why not complain about it on a podcast? Yeah. Yeah, Goose would be proud if Goose is a real person. <laughs> Goose, Kate said yesterday that um, she'll drop the facade and admit that Goose is real. How did, why? What, what made her drop the facade? So we are talking about something else that was fake. You got to her. And then she was like... I think your brand... You, she has no, you have no evidence. Where's the evidence? <laughs> it's Facebook account. You can make a fake Facebook account. For what, 10 years and just have it come up for, for the pod? You're playing the long game. This guy, Goose? I'll have him... I'll have him uh, um, I don't know. He's he's kind of a recluse. This goose, a recluse. <laughs> recluse. Yeah, he does. He's talking about talking about the nest. He's staying in the nest. He's not going to bother you. Classic goose. That's pretty QAB. Yeah. All right. Should we bring bring in the closer? Let's do it. A three, a one, a three, a one, a little bit of a bird squeal at the end. Yeah, for the birds. Love that. This episode was not for the birds. No, it's not for the birds. It's for the words. Bird is the word. That's right. Uh, so, Jesse, what do you got coming up? I am uh, trying to think of different creative things. I'm, I've got my, my one-shot videos on Instagram. Probably going to keep doing that. Um, just listen to Bray's Bits. That's really that's really pretty much it right now. I'm gonna be cooking. If anyone, if they pretty much plug whoever's listening to this, like reach out to us with a question, with like a comment. Let's get a little interactive with the the Bracerbacks. Yeah, I'll uh, Echo Park that. Nice. That's all I got. Beautiful Echo clothing line. Yeah, 2002. Yeah, a little baggy, a little shaggy. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't me. Call me in the bathroom. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, everyone. And we'll hear you next week. Stay safe, everybody. Love you guys. Bye.